Hello, and welcome back to Heartwork, the podcast all about love, relationships, dating, and the work of the heart. My name is Tom Lloyd. I am your host, and today we've got a nice little bonus episode for you. It's basically the extension of the conversation I was having with Grace and Melinda last week. So if you haven't checked that episode out, you might want to go ahead and do so. It will help you get situated for what's about to happen here. Uh, Grace and Melinda are amazing, as you probably heard. And, you know, they're my friends. They're people I'm quarantining with right now, but also they're more than all of that. At this point, we're basically family. And that's because there's a special connection between me and them and their son. And we call it queer family. And to be honest, there are a lot of questions about it that all of us get. And so, you know, I thought it would be worth it to talk about it. We all did. What are the conditions that created and sustained this adorable little baby boy named Evan that we all love? And the situation of which brings an enormous amount of love to all of our lives. Um... You know, it's a unique chance to have all three of our perspectives for you to hear. But also, it is really the first time that it brings this show in to focus on this topic of family. Because family is an important part of life, and there are some really significant relationships in our families. You know, these are the people who go through our whole lives with us, or significant portions. And they're oftentimes the people who are right there for us when we get out of a relationship. They wanna, they're the people who want to know about our relationships the most. Um, and I think family is really one of these golden keys to a life full of love. Whether you choose it or whether they're your blood family, these really close relationships are part of what makes love really move through our whole lives. Grace, Melinda, and I, along with Evan, have a unique and wonderful situation, and we want to share that with you for people who are interested. So let's get down to the heart of it. Here is Grace, Melinda, and I talking about our cute little queer family. Enjoy. So Welcome back, Grace and Melinda. Hi, Tom. <laughs> nice to see you. Tom <laughs> And if you're listening, this is actually just the continuation of a conversation we were just having in the last episode. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it where you two talk about really your relationship, uh, just the two of you. But there's a bigger thing that's going on between you two, me, and your son. And what is that? Well, we are, well, we like to call it queer family. Queer family. Yeah. yeah. So, Tom, it, you are, you're family to us. Absolutely. You are Evan's uncle, Evan's giver of life, Evan's uh, reason for existence, um, and very much our, our, our family. Uh, very much our, um, I don't know, just like our queer family. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a dynamic that's going on, and it's not, um, it's definitely not the normal nuclear family. No. Yeah. And, <laughs> and a lot of people have a lot of questions about it, so we just wanted, I just wanted to take this time to kind of make 
an extra little bonus episode for people who are kind of interested in it because I feel like there is a special kind of love, would you agree, that's going on? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and for, um, you know, basically, you know, Tom gave the gift of, of helping us to create Evan. You know, you, you donated to us, you donated sperm. And um, and his love and his heart. Yeah, yeah. It's and definitely his existence. More than that, so. Yeah, existence. and Evan is, at this point, at the time of recording, 15 months? He just turned 16 mm-hmm. months oh, He today. just turned 16 months today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're here, and um, we're just going to talk about it a little bit. And so uh, to start it off, I just kind of want to ask you guys about family, because I know that that is really important to you. So let's start there. How does that sound? That sounds amazing. Sure. All right. Why is family so important to you, or how does family come into like a bigger context of love for you because I feel like some people are family people and some people aren't yes and so how does that you know there's a nuclear family but I feel like a a sense of family for you goes much beyond a nuclear family and so what does that have to do with love and how does it help your love um I can I start sure um so like I feel like a Grace and I were both raised um, by parents who were, Grace and I were both raised by parents who had the nature within them to be caretakers of kids who weren't necessarily blood related to them. So for example, my mom, uh, took in my best friend, Mickey, who lived with us for several years with, without flinching, without hesitating, um, to get her out of a, you know, a situation that wasn't healthy for her. Um, with her own parents. And Grace's parents took in uh, her good friend Paula and her her adoptive sister Michelle um, as well. And yeah, so, so we both had models of having like family be not just blood. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, and it being more of a spiritual connection than a, a blood relation. Um, so I think that example, it just, it, you know, and I know for a fact that, you know, my mom also took in friends of my brothers too. I mean, one of my brother's friends lived with them for like a whole summer or something like that. Um, and my, and our home too, growing up was always the the house you went to, to feel, you know, safe or hang out in. And, um, and so I feel like that directly resonates in both of us for sure. Yeah. And I think that like, for us, we're so family oriented and family is so important to us that I couldn't, I couldn't imagine myself being with someone who didn't um, value family in the same way. Um, like I, I, it just wouldn't work. Like, what I is it that you value though? I'm trying to tune into beyond just the family or that it was there. And I feel like it is even cool that there was something that's like not traditional about your families as well. Like what about that? I don't, I, like, as opposed to, I feel like there's other people who are like, we just want to live in a really nice house and travel a lot. And, and <laughs> sure. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like what is it about that? Because I feel like for you, what I know about you is that like, either you are going to go, you're going to be in New York next to Melinda's family, or you're going to go to like Minnesota Midwest near Grace's family, right? Oh yeah. Like we would you had to be close yeah. to family. So like, why, what is that? How does that help like your specific relationship? Family is everything to us. Family, you know what it is? Family, and whether it's family that you choose or family you create or family that you were born into, family holds you down. Like, family is there through everything. I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but ups, downs, left, rights, in the middle is like, family's there. You can fight with them. You can, you can have a blast with them. I mean, it's, but it, when it comes down today, it's like, 
you are family. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, like you are tied to each other. Yeah. Like for us, it's not like an obligation. It's not a bad thing at all, but like, yeah, family is, family is there for you. Mm-hmm. And like, and there's nothing like you can have, um, fights or you can even like have like bad fights, but you're still connected in this, like in this forever way. Mm-hmm. The love, I feel like the love for family is, I feel like it is soul connected. I don't know how to explain it, I guess. Um, But we're both very close to our families. Um, And I think that, uh, yeah, I feel like family is just so important to us because, and to our relationship, because they are your community. They're your people. They're the people you walk with. They're the ones who know you the best. They're the ones that, like, you can do pretty much anything around. You know what I mean? Like, I'm less worried about my family hearing this podcast and more worried about my ex-girlfriend from 10 years ago. I was like, oh, shit, what if she listens to this and hear me talk about her? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm, like, less, less, uh, you know, like, uh, like concerned. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> they'll probably think this is great and share it on Facebook. Like, you know, like, family just, <laughs> family just holds, holds you down like that. Like, yeah. you know, you could just count on them for anything. Like, even like, you know, my cousin, my cousins are my everything. I mean, they're just extended siblings, you know? Um, and like, my cousin Christina, you know, was there when Grace gave birth to Evan, you know? And she literally held her legs down. So like, <laughs> you know, uh, it's just- And everything. she was there on your first date. Yeah. <laughs> And she will never let you forget that. Yeah. She loves it. She yeah. loves it. Oh, yeah, but we love it, too. You know. Yeah, but I'm here during quarantine, Christina. So. <laughs> it's true. But, yeah, like... I feel like maybe one thing that I'm tuning into what I hear is that, you know, I think one thing that I sense about this is that it's... I call like the podcast I call it heart work like work that you do with your heart but I also have always meant it to mean like a network of hearts yeah that like it's important to have people that resonate with you in your life and I feel like maybe that's what you're talking about slightly with family it's like that it's a network of people that like are invested in your heart yes Yes, absolutely right and also that it I feel like maybe you know, it's important to have other people that are not just your partner in your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That create solid, loving relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, you have to, you know, they're the people that you can walk with. And that's, that's kind of how you have to walk with your people. And I feel like that's family, you know, specifically our families, not all families. I mean, maybe we're just family oriented because we, we have, have such positive experiences. Such positive experiences. You know, I can't make a blanket statement for everybody's family, but just for our family, it's extremely important to us. I think a lot of people, though, have chosen family, and then it's the mm-hmm. same. Exactly. You know, but you have to have the people, like, if, if you aren't as lucky as we are to have, like, family of origins that are really great, then you have to make your own family. And it's still the same thing, though. It's the people that's, like, beyond ride or die. Like, there's no yes. question. There's like, no question. Of course. Like, Melinda was just telling that story, Tom, and I won't go into it because I'm sure uh, her brother will listen to this or whatever. Like, she was telling that story about her brother being ridiculous when he was 20. And, like, it basically, like, put Melinda out in a lot of ways. And Melinda's like, of course I will do this for you. You're my brother. You're my family, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like... And that even extends to that chosen family. Like Mickey, for example, I see her as like a sister. I mean, we've been best friends since we were five years old. Um, and she lived with me and my family. And like, yeah, uh, we argue sometimes. Like we argue, we get spats, like we get aggro at each other. But at the end of the day, it's all love, you know? And I feel like that's 
that's a big part of family too, I feel, is just like being able to like jump into the water, like with them, you know, like to have fun, to drown, like whatever, <laughs> you know, like to, to, to be able to do that. And like, I can't do that with everybody. That's my family that I can do that with, whether it be, you know, my chosen family or my, you know, blood family. Um, but certainly like, you know, there is a difference because there are people that I hesitate to do that with or would not do that with. So cool. Thanks for answering that. Is there anything else that you guys want to share about yourselves? Or I feel like there was some, you kind of did want to share something about Evan at all. Well, do we want to talk? I mean, what do you want to, what is specifically is coming up? Cause I'm interested. Well, because a, a directly reason why we asked you to, to be the giver of life. That's <laughs> what I call it to Evan uh-huh. is to, is because of family. Um, it's, it was a result of a conversation that I had with a family member of mine regarding about what love is and what love means and how love is sometimes beyond, um, beyond boundary, especially love for a child. Um, you know, I don't want to say names or specifics because the situation is a little, can I talk about it? Yeah. You, if you can read. Yeah. I won't say say names, but, um, so Basically, like when Melinda and I were first talking about um, trying to start a family, um, you know, Melinda uh, wasn't interested in being the gestational parent. Um, People will ask like, oh, yeah, would Melinda ever have the child? And I was like, I think Melinda is more interested in getting a leg amputated than in being pregnant and giving birth. Mm -hmm. So, So like we knew that I was going to be the gestational parent for a very long time. And so um, initially, Melinda had said that she was like only interested in like anonymous sperm donors. And I respected that because I felt it was her choice, you know, um, as the non-gestational parent. But, um, but she actually completely changed her mind due to one conversation. And I think it's, um, it's an interesting thing to share for this podcast because I don't know that this person even knows uh, that this happened, like that, she, that she's the reason that this happened mm-hmm. um, because we were on family vacation with Melinda and, um, and she essentially, we essentially got into conversation, um, about the fact that, um, she was still maintaining a relationship with our family for the greater good for her daughter, because, uh, she was not with, um, in a romantic relationship with my cousin anymore, but was still on the family vacation. So they can have a family vacation together with, their daughter. Yeah. And I had mentioned, I was like, you know, I think it's really cool that like, you're willing to um, go on a vacation with a family that you're not, that you're not in. It might be uncomfortable for you. And I just think that's really cool. And um, she, she actually said to us, she was like, um, thank you for saying that. But like, the reason I'm here is because I decided when my daughter was born that um, she deserved all the love she could get. And it didn't matter if I was a little uncomfortable or if the situation wasn't like my ideal, if she was getting love from it, I was going to do that for her. Like basically like she was like, if there's someone who wants to give her love, who isn't my best friend, like who isn't like friends with me. And like, when that relationship isn't good for me, but it's good for her, I'm going to do it. And Melinda and I just like thought about that a lot. And Melinda ended up being like, not what could we lose, but like, what could a child lose by having more people in their life who love them? And we're like, nothing. They can only gain things by having more people in their life who love them. And yeah, Melinda was like, I changed my mind. I want to, you know, do a known donor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was like that very conversation. And that's, and that's where I feel like family's important because they <laughs> affect you in ways you don't even realize, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, cool. 
So why did you pick me? <laughs> so, so like, I mean, we because have- I will bring up this thing that happened, which I don't know if you know my first boyfriend, JJ, or Jackson, as he now calls himself. Okay. He has a twin, Molly. They're fraternal twins. And apparently what happened, oh God, it's confusing. It's like Molly, I think Allegro or whatever his, her wife's name is. Uh-huh. Her egg with my ex-boyfriend's sperm. Oh, okay. When being delivered by Molly. Okay. okay. So like Molly is giving birth to her wife, her genetic wi- wife and brother's baby. Yes. Okay. So it's like the, ge- the genes are all cool. So it's like in this model, maybe Christopher could have been the donor. Oh right? my God. Wait, can we say why that's a no-go? No. <laughs> Like here's here's the deal. <laughs> the reason the reason Christopher couldn't have been the baby daddy is because uh-huh. a, a I don't think he'd be able to separate himself. Yeah, he, he is uh, family yeah. oriented. He would have been like, "That's my kid." He would he wouldn't be able to do that, and then it would be a whole weird <laughs> dynamic, and he wouldn't have been. Able. Um, secondly, like. My mom would. What woman? My mom would not. My mom would be like, "What?" (laughs) 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 We were we were joking about it. We're like, yeah, we were joking about it because we're like, uh, you know, like if the the kid like had like you know some uh, I don't know. Like if they had straight A's, she'd be like, "Oh, that's how you know it's Christopher's." (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, I was the one who got the grade. So that was why. That was why. But I love you, Mom, and I love you, Chris. Okay. Very much. Okay, so back to me then, I guess. Because I do remember when I came to New York, you guys came into this, when I first moved, you came to the city. We, I think we went to go see like Alvin Ailey or something like that. Yeah. And we were like at that bar afterwards and you guys had mentioned casually about a donor situation and that maybe I, I might be, and I was like, that seems like something that's real. Yeah, you know, you had like was, joked about it, but I was like, mm, I don't know. Well, we had joked about it when we were kids. Remember when we were? Did like we? Teen- yeah, when we were like teenagers, we had joked about it like twice. Honest, and honestly, this again, like most of your podcasts, goes back to Jay, um, <laughs> yeah. because Jay is the source of all life and love. <laughs> yeah, seriously, this is really just a secret call to join the cult of Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, because we were actually talking about this donor situation, uh, and Liz Dolphy was like, well, at first she made a joke. She's like, I know where your free sperm is right over there. And Grace is like, Jay's my cousin. That's not going to work, Liz. (laughs) Liz was was like, oh, I I forgot he was your cousin. (laughs) Um, and you know, and Grace brought up, well, there's always Tom Lloyd. And Jay was like, actually, like, you probably, he probably would do it. Yeah. Jay was, Uh, Jay was like, Tom would really do that. And I was like, whatever, Jay. (laughs) Yeah. And then he like texted us. I think the next day and was like, Hey, really? Like, I know we were all like drinking and whatever, but like, uh, I really meant that. Like, I think you should really talk to Tom about it. And then Grace and I had a, like a month long conversation about it because like, I felt like, um, I really didn't know you a lot at that, at that time, even really. Uh, most of our connection happened after the fact. So, yep. Um, or during the process of yeah, the process, me yeah. sleeping with both of you until one of you got pregnant, which is what I told <laughs> Which is what I tell everyone when they first ask me how it happened. Because everyone oh, loved yeah. to assume that that's what was going on. We've had, yeah. We've had so many people. It's this ongoing joke. Because, like, so many people assume that that's what was happening. <laughs> it's so <laughs> hilariously ridiculous. Uh, yeah, no. 
for the record. Grace we have never Tom. had sex. <laughs> we never had sex. What Melinda did do was make a masturbatorium, what she called a masturbatorium for me with five hours worth of gay porn in the basement. That was not really my type, but really what it was not a turkey baster. No, it was no, we did not go to the doctor. We just used like a menstrual cup, right? Yeah, it was uh, again yeah. for lesbians or other folks who are interested. Um, it was actually a uh, disposable soft cup, which actually like all women and other folks who menstruate should know about this because I feel like this is not a menstrual product that people know about, and it's really great because you can have intercourse while you wear it. Anyway, that's totally beside the course. Beside the point. It's <laughs> There's a lot of stuff that this cup can do, so you yes, should no, put it in the show notes, Grace. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Yeah, the total men- advertisement for soft cup. Tom's first paid partnership. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but like not a, pe- a lot of people know about this method. Um, actually, if Melinda was mentioning even the midwives were like really curious when we were talking about it after I was pregnant. But anyway, yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when, when going back to the whole what we were originally talking about. Uh, yeah, like, Grace and I had talked about it, and, like, the more and more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know, Tom A is very handsome. <laughs> I know that of him, and I know he's very intelligent, and I know that he's got a very good heart, because, you know, I, I always knew you to be a very caring person and a very spiritual person, and I knew all of these things of you, and I was like, you know what, he's already full of family, so what could go wrong here? Like, yeah, like, it's it's weird. It just yeah. kind of like fell into place. Like when we were thinking, like thinking about potential donors or who we wanted to ask. Like honestly, your name just kept coming up. Kept you know what I up. mean? It mm-hmm. just it just felt right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it felt it felt very correct for some reason. And then it did feel right. It feel like it it finally solidified me trying to get into the Pokola family officially <laughs> for a very long time. Curveball. <laughs> you know, was a joke for years in that family. So I finally got into that family, but also it just seems like, yeah, I don't know. It just seems right. The whole thing seems right. Yeah, it definitely does. And I feel like I ran into a thing. I run into a thing, especially in the gay community, which is like, which is like, whoa, are you ready for that? And I'm like, (laughs) what do you mean? Like, am I ready to have, to like help a couple have a baby that I have like, pretty much like no responsibility for and like I kind of get to choose how much responsibility I want to have like yeah, yeah. yeah I'm I'm totally ready for that I'm totally ready to have like a cute nephew you hang out yeah with. <laughs> it's like of course I'm ready for I don't know it's like it doesn't make sense and I actually use it like when I'm dating I always bring it up on the first date well because that's first yeah. first or second I'm just like yo I'm a real ass dude like so, like yeah <laughs> and it will scare people away I'm like, cool. Like, great. It's so interesting. It's like, I don't know. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. But I, I also want to add in a part of the family that we're not talking about, which is my parents as well. Yes. Which is like, I feel like, you know, like they're, I mean, like you guys text my mom more than you text me. Like, <laughs> you know. It's this, it's this cool thing because okay so for listeners um because obviously the three of us know this but um after we had asked tom and um tom had said like yeah i'm I'm interested in being the donor like 
but let's let's talk about this. And so Melinda and I went to the city and we um, ended up like all going out to this, like what started out as like a really uncomfortable, but then ended up being just great <laughs> dinner where at first we're like- We oh, went to like yeah. fancy, fancy Mexican, like overpriced Mexican in Midtown. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and we were like, and like we all kind of sat down. We're like, oh my god, we're talking about making a person together. <laughs> and then by the end, we're like, oh, this is great. Um, but one of the things that you said, and I don't know if you remember exactly what you said, Tom, but you said um, you were like, okay, like I'm comfortable with it, like I, I'm cool with being an uncle, and um, but we need to talk about my mom. And yes, because I was like, I already feel the grandma claw. Yeah, because because you, you said you. <laughs> You, the words you actually used were, you were like, we need to talk about my mom because I can't break my mother's heart like that. And the second that you said it, like, I'm just going to be honest. I know um, Mark and Cecily are going to listen to this. And I, I hadn't thought about your parents. I really hadn't because that's not even where I, I was. Like, we were thinking about like, oh my gosh, we're going to have a known donor and blah, blah, blah. And, and thinking about you, but I hadn't thought about your parents. But the second that you said that, I thought about Melinda's mom and my mom and like, how they would react if like someone told them like yeah you kind of have a grandbaby but not you he's not your grandbaby like I, I, I joked I was like my mom would kidnap that child and move to Paraguay <laughs> exactly like, my mom would just be like nope I'm that's not what's happening <laughs> exactly that's why she had to go so the second I said that I was like what's that I was like exactly I was like that's why she has to go in the contract because yeah I'm, I know my you mom know? yeah uh, well, and then, like, this, the more I thought about it, too, I was like, of, of course we're going to involve your parents, because it's like, you're helping us to become mothers, and so I, you know, I'm not going to, like, disrespect another mother, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it didn't feel right to me, and so Melinda and I, like, I don't even think, we didn't even talk about it, like, you said that, we looked across the table, we're like, of course, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and just going back to the original thing that even made us want to know and donor in the first place, like, how we had this conversation about about how um, you know there's just nothing to be lost for the child by having more people love it. We're like, oh my god, it is gonna have six grandparents. <laughs> like, what a lucky kid, you know? So it just it just worked, and I we actually agreed to that. I was thinking about this. Uh, never met your parents at all. <laughs> so we're like, yeah, totally. These two people we don't know. <laughs> But they're great. They're fabulous people. And it's been awesome. But um, but yeah, we agreed to that like immediately sight on scene because we were just like, yeah, that that needs to happen. <laughs> they are fabulous. And um, yeah, I would agree. It just extends your guys's notion of family and yeah. and love like there's yeah, what's wrong with having three pairs of grandparents, he's only going to get more love. And um, yeah, I think it's and I feel like navigating all of that is always almost always enjoyable. <laughs> Yes. Between like the three, uh, you know, it's always, I don't know who is it that you're, that you were talking about, but when you look at Evan, I feel like you're like, this kid is just like, he could not be more loved. It would be hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know? So surrounded. <laughs> He's so surrounded. So yeah. it feels so good. What happened to Melinda? Did she have to go take care of Evan? Yeah, actually. I was like, if people are noticing that she's gone, the, the baby woke up. So. Baby woke up. Is he, he's not going to like wake up. Is he going to wake up and come out with you guys or what's happening do you think? Um, well, I think she's, she went in there to try to see if she could get him, get him back down. Um, I don't know how awake he is. Say bye bye. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> well, at least we got that long without uh, a <laughs> without an interruption. An interruption. Yeah. Oh, hi, Evan. Evan. Can you say hi? Um, is there anything else that yeah, you wanted no. to say, Melinda? You know, one thing I, I meant to say, Tom, um, I meant to say this and I forgot, because um, I know when we were talking about, like, choosing a known donor and stuff, um, and, like, how it just brought more love to him, I just wanted to make a little note, like, to people who are starting their own queer families, um, that if anything came off as judgmental, we were judging our own situation and ourselves, you know, because so many people, like, don't have the privileges or the families that we have. And so I just wanted to like say that if you're starting a queer family, it's brave and awesome, you know, whether or not it makes sense for you to have a known donor for whatever reason. Um, yeah, it your, made sense your, for us, but yeah, live your truth in whatever way that means known donor or unknown donor. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's yeah. just, there's just like a thousand things that go into it. So I just wanted to say that little, little note. Well, yeah, because it's, it's yeah. yeah. I want to make sure that comes off as well, because I mean, as far as like, um, it's, there's so many nuances in, in who you are as a person and your personal feelings that go into choosing whether to have a known donor, an unknown donor. And like, neither of those things are like right or wrong. Yeah. It, it's no just a matter was, of your preference. was so right for us, but yeah. I, we just wanted to say like, if you're starting a queer family, you're awesome and brave no matter what you're doing. So, yeah. oh, oh. Okay. And I feel like my understanding is is that it keeps kind of unfolding as time goes on anyways. Totally. So totally. like no matter what how you feel like you can control a situation, it kind of just Well, that's the thing to remember too, is your kid's a person too. Yeah. Okay. He sure is. He got opinions. Okay. Um he wants the boob. Okay. He wants the ning ning. There. Okay. Um, yeah, the point I was trying to make is that, uh, you know, your child, your children that, that you're going to be creating and bringing to the world are going to have their own opinions and their own personalities. And, uh, you know, that's something that you have to prepare for along the way, too, because it does keep unfolding. It's, you know, um, I mean, they have a life, a whole life of the, ahead of them to live. So, um, however, you know, he... Will not be playing football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he will not be playing football. That's correct. Uh, no football. But as far as, like, how he sees his relationships and, you know, that'll all come to fruition. Yeah, like, Melinda uh, and I have talked about, like, if Evan feels differently about his relationship with you, that's something that we're, we've talked about, mm -hmm. you know? Um, or even if he, you know, like, I mean he's like I said he's his own person he's gonna have his own questions his own opinions and all we can do is honor those things and 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 respect you know those things and you know um kind of just be his guides through the way of it so yeah well he is very lucky to have you as his guides in life and I am lucky to have you in my life uh I want to thank you for being here again it's so great to be here you're so welcome. We, we loved love, it. We well, love I this. love you. So we happy Mother's you. Day. Thank you, sir. And uh, we'll see you immediately after this. Absolutely. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Thanks for doing the dishes. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, bye. Evan, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Night-night. Okay, bye. Aw, little baby Evan is so cute, and they are so great. 
that is the tea on the queer family, or at least my queer family, which is a situation that is bringing me more and more love all the time. I am constantly shocked at how much this love situation brings into my life, and I'm really grateful to be able to share it with you all. If you don't know me, then now you know me and you know that part of me. And if you do know me and you know this situation, it's highly uh, likely that you haven't heard from all three of us talking about it together. And that is what's so awesome about this platform is that we can share this because I know the three of us uh, feel this in our own individual ways out in the world. And it's awesome to be able to share all three of us talking about it. I have so many takeaways from this one because it is near and dear to me. Um, But I always encourage you to take away your own. But here are mine. Number one, if you're starting a queer family, you're awesome and brave no matter what, no matter how you do it. That is 100% true and kudos to you. Number two. True family, whether blood family or chosen family, is always there for you. They are beyond ride or die. There's no question. Family is there for you through all of life's experiences. And if they're not, then they're probably not your real family. Number three, what's your relationship to family? Are you a family person or not? If so, why? If not, why not? No right answer either way. These are just great questions to delve into. Number four, choose your family, grow your family, and surround yourself and your children with as much love as you can find. Build a tribe of love. Build a huge family. When I was a teenager, I actually started skipping my own family vacations to go to my friend Jay's giant family vacation every year. Nothing against my own family. I just found a special group of people with my friend Jay and his family. And that's where I met Grace. And I kept going because of the immense amount of love and joy that I found with this family. Now, there is a baby that connects me and that family. My friend Jay and Grace and Melinda and the rest of the Pokola family have always felt like my family, but now they officially are. Not only that, but my own family is weaved into those families as well. How amazing is that? Number five, what you model in your family has a good chance of being passed down. Both Grace and Melinda grew up in families that were non-traditional and embraced a sense of family beyond blood in their immediate family circle. In fact, Mine did too. We've all carried this forward in an incredible way. So be the family you wish to see in the world. It will proliferate. Number six. When creating queer family, at least in the context of two women having a baby, you have the choice of having a known donor or an unknown donor. There is no right answer to this question. Ultimately, it's up to you to decide what's going to work best for your situation. Number seven. In a lesbian couple, there is a gestational parent, the one who carries the baby, and a non-gestational parent. When I was editing this episode, I realized for the first time the politics of the non-gestational parent, and it blew my mind. I had to ask 
Melinda and Grace a whole bunch of questions about this. So this non-gestational parent might not be the one carrying the baby, but many times they have a say in who the donor will be, whether the donor is known or unknown, and that is huge stuff that can change a child's life, just like genetics. I always assumed that this type of decision was made by the couple together, but I was wrong, at least in my case. And when you think about it, it makes sense that the non-gestational parent would have those rights. I know it gave me a deeper insight into our dynamic, and honestly, it gave me a deeper amount of love for Melinda because, hey, she chose me. I am humbled even more than I already was. Number eight, one of the best ways to make a decision regarding children is to put your own needs and opinions aside and ask, what will be best for this child? Will this decision I'm making bring more love into my child's life or will it take away love? If the answer is it will add love to your child's life, then why hold back? Be aware if your own ego is putting limitations on the love your children could experience. Are you doing this for you or are you really doing it for them? Number nine, however you arrange your situation around queer family or family in general, try to remember that children are just small people. They will eventually grow up to have their own opinions, their own identifications, and their own personalities regardless of how you stack the deck or arrange the situation. Number 10, let's set the record straight. I never had sex with Grace in order to conceive Evan, their son. I'm gay, which means I have sex with men. She's a lesbian, which means she has sex with women. Grace is also a monogamous and married woman. In that regard, it's pretty ridiculous and borderline offensive to even assume the two of us would have sex. We're pretty jovial and carefree people, so we laugh it off pretty easily, but know that not everyone would. Be careful. Number 11. What we use to conceive Evan is called a disposable soft cup. Look it up. It worked well for us, and it saved Grace and Melinda a boatload of money. Number 12. If you're going to start a queer family, get ready for a lot of questions and a lot of assumptions. Most of the time, people mean well, but sometimes this can get borderline to heavily offensive. What helps me is to understand that people carry immense cultural baggage with them about the definition of family and how it exists in the world. It's part of how they might identify or validify their own existence and relationships in the world. So realize that these are where their questions and assumptions are mostly coming from. Try to be understanding and do your best to help them understand your perspective. Number 13, whatever your role in a queer family, know your narrative. I am not Evan's father. I am not his dad. He is not my child. Many people will continually prescribe these incorrect narratives on me, and I do my best to correct them in that very moment. I'll even say, nope, that may be your understanding, but that isn't correct. Evan is my nephew. I helped make him. He has my genetics, but he isn't mine. And he has two lovely parents. Their names are Grace and Melinda. Or people might even say, you know, how's your son? And I'll say, he's not my son, but he's great. <laughs> you will have to correct people many times. Try not to get offended. Be patient with people and know that you're carving out space for more than just your own family. And lastly, number 14, the more you verbalize, internalize, and walk the talk of your narrative, the more it will be true. I've been quarantining with these three for the last two months and we're all getting closer than we've ever been. Do I think that Evan is now my child because of this? 
Absolutely not. Not even once has this thought crossed my mind. Does he look like me? Yes. Do I recognize parts of myself in him? Oh yeah, definitely. Do I love him? Oh my god, yes. Is he the cutest, like, most precious chunky baby angel ever? Yeah, he should, like, be a baby model. And, like, do I tell him Uncle Time is the best? Yeah, every day. But even through all that connection, y'all, I still don't see him as my child. And this is just very true for me deep down in my core, in my thoughts, and my emotions. That's just how it is. That's my reality. Welcome to it. That is all I've got for today. I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode with my queer family. And if you like what you heard today and you want to help out, one of the best ways that you can help out is to share this podcast with somebody you know. If something in this episode, if you know it would touch somebody or give them some insight or help them out, go ahead and send it their way. Help make the connection to that heart. It does more help than you can possibly imagine because word of mouth is one of the best ways to get things out there. If you want to help out beyond that, you just, you love this, then oh my God, go to Apple Podcasts and write a five-star review because the more of those that we get, the more that it helps us get known and get out there to people that we don't even know. And that to me is just awesome. Thanks in advance for doing that. Beyond that, I'm just sending you a whole bunch of love from my heart to your heart. So do what you can. Know that you're loved and take the love and give it to the rest of the world if you can, because we all know the world needs a little bit more love. I'll see you later this week. Uh, Until then, enjoy yourself. (laughs) Me? Night night. Night night. Night night. Hey Evan, night night. Night night.